Sorry, I was yawning. That's fine. You can yawn if you want to. You can leave here. I don't know how often yawns? I want to yawn, but it's not uh-huh. really something I choose to do. Welcome back to Delta Flyer. I'm Stuart Hollis. And I'm Thad Haight. This week, we're talking about Season 2 episode... No, hold on a second. All of them. This is the Season 2 recap. Yes, we'll talk about our top three, our bottom three, our most favorite character, our least favorite character, and a bunch of other things. Yes, the most best three episodes and the least best three episodes. (laughs) Yes. So, first off, we've got... We keep forgetting to mention our comments. Yeah, so tell me about these things on Facebook. So, uh, another Voyager podcast, which I admit I have not listened to. No, me, me neither. Called I don't even know who it is. V'ger Please. <laughs> oh, yeah, I saw this and forgot to mention it. They, uh, they, they, they've been listening to us. They think we're the, like, nicer, more intelligent version of them, apparently. Darn tootin'. Yeah, and, uh, so... That's cool. I think that's great that you like our show. I will probably at some point maybe check out your show. I don't generally listen to other Voyager podcasts just because I don't want to, you know, influence my, what I'm talking about with what other people have said on other Voyager podcasts. But But for the people behind V'ger, please, by all means, keep listening to ours. Yes. No, I'm not saying that you shouldn't listen to us. No, no. Everyone should listen to us. And I might check out some of your early stuff just to check you out. Um, so then we also did get some reviews on Facebook. Just as a heads up, for anybody who... So we have to set up our pages on Facebook as a business because we're persnickety individuals who want like certain banner images and this that and the other thing and rules and things and stuff and that can get into it better but i'm not gonna let them so you have to view your business pages through basically like a whole other facebook app and it's really annoying it's so ridiculous so that's why a lot of this stuff kind of passes us by yeah and because it's in an entirely other app like We'll get the notification and we'll see it, but like, you know, three days later when we record the episode, it's not anywhere like that we see. <laughs> right, and it's also buried amidst the other like five notifications that they send you. Like, hey, if you give us thirty dollars, then you can reach a ten thousand people with your next post. It's like, no, we don't know. No, we don't want to do that. So anyway, Facebook is annoying. Facebook for businesses is even more annoying. Rant over. Tell us about these reviews. Yeah. So Liz on Facebook says that we are equal parts analysis, Star Trek geekery, and Voyager love. So that's, I would say that's a pretty good assessment. And thank you, Liz, for enjoying us. Thank you. Uh, And we have Chuck on Facebook says he listens to us and Stargate Weekly, which shows right there that Chuck is a man of good taste. Oh, yeah. And he says we're a real treat to hear every week. And that's great. Thank you for that, Chuck. And I hope you keep listening. Please do. Any more? Uh, that's it on Facebook. I want to say we may have gotten some on Twitter that I've forgotten, and if so, I'm terribly sorry. Uh, but, uh, please be sure, if you have said something nice about the show, I did see it, I did like it, probably literally, and I love that you like the show. We would be nowhere without our listeners, but sometimes things do get buried, so I apologize if we don't call you out specifically. 
So those were our top three bits of housekeeping for the podcast. Now let's launch into our top three episodes. Nice. From number three to number one. Yes. Give us your number three. Well, I actually have a runner-up. Okay. Which is the first, like, 80% of Threshold. All right. Because I I think, like, largely because everyone maligns Threshold fairly. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, so the first, you know, 80% or so of the episode is really enjoyable and, like, fun to watch. And then, like, his tongue falls out and he assaults Janeway and it's like, oh... This and then episode. they abandoned the lizard babies. Speaking of the lizard babies, we got a comment on Twitter from uh, Seth. Hashtag we are Starfleet, apparently. I think he's legally changed his last name to that. Probably. That's how Twitter works, right? Yeah, and I know Seth. I believe it if he did. Yeah. He was asking us uh, to touch base on the morality of abandoning these space salamander babies. And I was completely okay with it. I was not. And it's this sort of contention that we'll get to later. <laughs> so, Thad, I did my runner-up. What is your number three? My number three is Dreadnought. Nice choice. Yeah. I did the 37s. Also a good choice. It didn't make my list, but it is a good episode. Mm-hmm. My number two best is Meld. Hey, wouldn't you know? That's not my number two. <laughs> okay, what is your number two? Deadlock. I really liked it. I love Deadlock. In fact, it's my number one. <laughs> Incidentally, Meld is my number one. <laughs> nice. It was. It was a tough choice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, it was. I was debating between those two. All right. So I can see that we... This is why we have a podcast together. We have... Yeah. Generally similar taste. Yeah, the episodes largely speak to us in the same way. So, uh, when we talk about least favorite, is the last 20% of Threshold a runner-up for you? Yes, it is. That is my runner-up to my least favorite episodes. Just because it's only 20%, so I'm not going to, like, give it, like, a full... Like, full entry on the list, you know? See, I can appreciate that logic. That said, that 20% is so bad that Threshold is my third least favorite episode. Oh, okay. Uh, Resolutions is the top of the bottom of the list for me. See, I actually kind of liked Resolutions. Uh, Eh. It's not one of my favorites, but I'd say it's solid middle of the pack. I think that after talking about it, where we all came to the conclusion that, you know what, this would be so much better as a two-parter that... That 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 kind of pushed it from a eh episode to what it could have been. Mm. Okay, I can see that. Wasted opportunity. Yes. My number two is tattoo. Oh, okay. Uh, I took cold fire. Okay, I thought about cold fire. Cold. If I had done runner ups, cold fire would have been a runner up. Yeah, I only have runner ups because threshold. There's this like clear point in the episode where it goes from. This is this isn't so bad to oh god that's what they're talking about. So my number one least favorite episode is Persistence of Vision. I took Non Sequitur. Okay. I decided all in all the season was pretty okay. Like there were some winners, there were some losers, but they got past their their first season, you know, aches. So I ultimately approached it from the perspective of like what's like the worst episode that was also like focused on a person so non sequitur like that's a harry kim focused episode also not great okay like it's not a, like yeah it, it's fine but it's not great uh between elogium and cold fire cold fire is worse yes and in terms of like chakotay like in terms of like janeway focused episodes there really weren't that many probably larger because well she's the captain persistence of vision is one and it was not good that's true 
Oh, there was um, mm-hmm. resistance. Oh, that's true. Uh, and Chakotay had like a couple of largely Chakotay focused episodes as well. But this one, because it's about the both of them, and I re- and I still didn't like it, and also like throws that like weird shippiness into it that it's like no, 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 no. Yeah, I wasn't really thinking from a character development point of view. I was mostly just thinking from a I didn't like this episode point of view. Hmm. Well, speaking of character development, do you think anyone really grew during this season? Um, Chakotay a little. That's true. Chakotay sort of experienced like the last like 38 seconds of Beauty and the Beast where he turned from a dining room table into like a like an actual human. <laughs> nice. Uh, I would say Tom Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's no longer my least favorite character, like he was in season one. That said, I will definitely say that all of the episodes of season two were better than ex post facto in season one. No, I also thought Tom Paris. You know, yeah, because he's no longer flying at women at warp speed, and mm-hmm. he isn't like as colossal a jerk as he was in the first season. No, like, he made some strides. He definitely did. A lot of those strides came alongside Neelix's. Yes, and specifically, yeah, we have the Tom Paris Neelix dynamic finally not being as ridiculous and jealous as it was in the beginning of the season. Thank God. You know, they hatch it out <laughs> and, uh, you know, birth a new friendship in parturition. Yeah, and that also wasn't a very good episode. But it's saving grace is that it, like, puts, like, the weird Tom Paris Neelix animosity to bed, and they yes. both largely become better people from that point on. So I'm, like, willing to give it, like, buku bonus points because of it. Exactly. Same. So, uh, what was, who was your favorite character this season, speaking of characters? Uh, Suter. Okay. I like that. Yeah. Had some interesting stuff from Suter. And I, I, obviously, we both had Meld on our list of favorite episodes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I had Blana Torres. Yeah, she was pretty good. You know, really, like, really came through and saved the day on a lot of episodes. I may actually have Bolana Torres every season. We'll find out. <laughs> My least favorite character has changed. This time, it's Harry Kim. Well, you know, since Harry Kim just largely like treads water, exactly, he's lukewarm. Uh, I actually have um, two least favorites. Okay, there's Seska, who you're supposed to not like. But I feel like there's a lot of people who still like her, even though she's terrible. And I don't mean terrible as in like she's a terrible human being, but I mean like like a terrible plot device. Hmm. I just really hate every episode that Seska is in because that I know that it's to like this is going to get weird and it's going she's going to have like weird buttons to push on Chakotay, who is still like trying desperately to become like an actual useful character, and this is just going to like delay that process the season one episode where seska seska's treachery is initially revealed i liked that one yeah and then it's just all downhill from there that's fair like like the season ender with basics where it's like you you piece of crap where you're just like oh i know everything the voyager's gonna do and i can train (laughs) you want to know more of my thoughts about how ridiculous seska's plan was please listen to last week's episode anyway Yes. If it's not going to be Seska, though, I actually had like I had like side character and main character choices for both mm. of these. Who who was your main character favorite? Tuvok. Okay. But for main character for least favorite, it's actually the Janeway Chakotay combo because they both make terrible command decisions like eighty percent of the time in this season. Man, and you even think Tuvok was the cor- uh, Tuvok Tuvix was the correct command decision. 
yes, that one was okay. And then like the rest of the time, like, you know, like last week, the John brought up a good point where it was like, if it wasn't Chakotay's alleged baby, would we be doing this? No, of course not. And lock out the freaking computer. Exactly. Like there's like, there's plenty of instances of that throughout the run of the show. Like, especially this season. Like, they had the mole right under their noses and what? Like, all of it. Just, like, bad command this season. Yeah, there was definitely some issues there. I'll give you that. So, now that we've gotten those out of the way... Yeah. We lost seven crew members this season. Now we're talking about the important things. Not counting Harry Kim. Do you have, like, a like a, like a list? No, but I can bring it up. Okay, so in season two, we lose two unnamed crew members retroactively in alliances. Okay. They're just mentioned. Uh, We also lose crewman Kurt Bendera in alliances. He was the one that made them decide that they need to form an alliance. We lose crewman Frank Darwin in Meld. We lose crewman Michael Jonas in investigations. Michael Jonas is a piece of crap. Yes. We lose Ensign Bennett in Innocence. Yes. We lose an unnamed crew member in the Kazon suicide bomb in Basics Part 1. Okay. And as another unnamed crew member killed by invading Kazon. Okay. Hold on, I may have counted wrong. We lose eight. I had missed the second one in Basics. And that's not even counting Harry Kim, who died once in this season, bringing us to nine. Yeah. Sort of. Because it was deadlock, so it's complicated. Right, and in, in that same vein, we could also count Naomi Wildman did not count her. Right, but my point is that it's like, we could also then say that, as did everyone on the crew. Yes. Oh, yeah, because the other ones. Right, exactly. So, Harry Kim had a lot of, is that a death this season? Uh, you know, there's deadlock where, I mean, obviously like two Harry Kims enter one Harry Kim leaves like that, but you could also say that about the rest of the freaking crew. He's, he's just one of the few people who didn't do it voluntarily. Mm-hmm. Um, there was in, uh, projections. Oh yes. Computer delete Kim. Exactly. But again, the same thing happened to the entire crew. And then finally non sequitur. Yeah. Where if you don't accept our more correct what is obviously like the way to look at it which is that harry kim fell asleep at the console in the shuttle which is why he's still an ensign and dreamed up this whole fantasy scape where he actually didn't like he got to stop being an ensign and he was there where there was his girlfriend had a rad apartment in san francisco because that makes sense he was still an ensign actually well, oh, yeah, that's right. He was going to make lieutenant. Like, even in his, in his own dream, he's not even a lieutenant yet. It's just sort of like maybe within his reach. Yeah. But he sabotages himself in his own dream by throwing these, like, weird curveballs at it. So, yeah. That's not a death either. But there's a lot, lots of, like, maybe that's a death. Yeah. Uh, we also had five shuttle crashes this season. These people. Yeah. They're just, jeez, these people. We lose a shuttle in initiations when the Kazon blow it up. We lose a shuttle in non sequitur when Harry Kim falls asleep at the helm. Mm-hmm. We lose a shuttle in parturition when Paris and Neelix crash it on the dinosaur planet. Mm-hmm. We lose a shuttle in maneuvers when Chakotay gives it to the Kazon. Mm-hmm. 
And then we go quite a ways without losing a shuttle, actually. Yeah, yeah, quite some time. Yeah, and then we lose one in Innocence when Tuvok crashes on the on the planet, and they may or may not have recovered that one. Yeah, I believe that you were in the they definitely recovered it camp because you got it off the ground once, and I was in the yeah, but we don't see it, so it must be destroyed, and who the heck cares that because they have three more to replace it. But that's camp. why I call it the shuttle crash count because that still counts as a crash. Oh, it's definitely a crash. So, while we're on the counts, let's just keep on rolling. Mm -hmm. I don't, I'm sorry, listeners, I don't have an exact number for you on how many torpedoes they wasted this episode out of their remaining 37. Hey. See, that's pretty great. So, at the end of season one, they had 37 torpedoes. And what's the first episode of season two? 37. That's how you can remember this. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, But, unfortunately, I didn't keep track of it throughout the season. I don't think Thad did either. I did not. Cool. So they shot eight. That's what we're saying. They shot eight torpedoes. Because they shot a lot in basics. But they also said, hold your fire. We don't have torpedoes to waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they could, like, see the whites of their eyes or whatever, but still. But in season two, they fired six at the at the Dreadnought. They fired three at the Kazon and Alliances. They fired more than three in Resolutions. We don't know how many. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about resolutions. And then they fired at least three in basics. So that's 15. Yeah. At least. Okay. Okay. So so I was off by half. <laughs> oh, okay. So this list only keeps track until basically they stop caring about torpedoes on the show. Because at some point they're like... So like, there are apparently episodes where they like go to black market weapons dealers and figure out how to like remanufacture torpedoes. So at, at a certain point, we'll we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. But anyway, this list says fifteen. That sounds more right than my apparently poor job of keeping track of eight. <laughs> I appreciate the nerds on the internet who keep track of these things. Good job, nerds. Uh, I did do a better job, I think. Someone can fact check me. Hopefully not the internet. Uh, <laughs> Uh, to a better job of keeping track of the one and duns, which is when they're like, we need more, you know, polypharanide. I think that was one of them. Or whatever. To, to, to fix this spudger. Mm. You know, where it's like, we're going to make up this word for this episode and this episode only. Maybe one more episode. Like, we'll allow it if there's all, if it's... I was going to say, because polypharanide was, in fact, used in two. I thought it was polypharanide. Doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, if, if they say it, like, in one, two episodes tops <laughs> then that's a one and done if okay. it's like, e- like if it said once in voyager but also once in say ds9 or enterprise or anything else like any other star trek property then it's not a one and done because you know those are totally different writers rooms <laughs> writers room yeah yeah gotcha writers room <laughs> nice thank you anyway uh i had 11 for season two did you keep track? I did not. Cool. The answer is 11. That's the official answer from Delta Flyer. Okay. And now we're going to take a quiz, which I have not looked at ahead of time. It's probably terrible. Nor I. Let's do this. I got all of them right. I missed one. I can't remember which one at this point. Uh, maybe I go to quiz stats. It'll tell me. Hold on. No, I have to join Sporkle to view the quiz stats. Well, screw that. I don't remember which one I missed. Um, oh, no, I do. It was from Alliances. I couldn't remember the name of the uh, Trabe guy. But it wasn't a bomb. 
that was my problem with that question. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember the name of the trade guy, so I just like I knew like which one it wasn't, but there like, I was started with an M. Uh, yeah, I couldn't remember that, so I, I was left with like two choices, and so I just picked one. Uh, but yeah, the rest of them. Uh, this quiz was fine. I, I appreciate that it you know found a way to like get a question for every episode, uh, spelling and grammar notwithstanding. We've taken worse quizzes. We have in fact taken worse quizzes, and I do appreciate that they had a question for every episode, and that unlike the one we took, I think for. St- Stargate last season, where as you answered the questions, your available pool of answers started like dwindling. So the so the quiz got progressively easier as you went on. Because now instead of having twenty two choices, you had seven. I don't remember that, but okay. I think actually we may have decided to just like throw that out the window altogether because it was terrible. That's fair. But what's not terrible are our followers on Twitter. Yes, we completely blanked on the fact that we record every thursday yeah we should have put this up like on monday we should put this up i don't know last thursday or like a month ago i mean like we knew when we were recording this episode but anyway so we threw out there hey what do you want to hear us discuss and we already touched on that on that a little bit with seth's question about the morality of abandoning the salamanders so lee wants us to talk about the difference in Voyager model effect shots between Season 2 and the introduction of CGI. So, yeah, I don't think we had much CGI here in Season 2 yet. I think it was mostly the model, which we've talked about, which is why Voyager never shows damage from episode to episode. I imagine that it was CG with the swoopy bits in uh, Resolutions and Basics, though. Yes. In fact, I imagine... a most of the la- the landing of the ship in Basics and 37s was CG as well. Oh, yeah. Definitely. But it would be... Do they ever switch to full CG? Because they never really redo the intro, for example, right? No, and the only part of the intro that's CG is that very end when it jumps into warp. Right, and, and they never like redo the like the most common outro section which is just like the ship sort of flying away a little bit with one of the lights burned out right fad wishes they had redone it (laughs) yes obviously so (laughs) i i I feel like those two damage like sticks around from episode to episode (laughs) (laughs) we'll see it's on the store it's on you know the starboard ventral or something right the, it's the secondary co-processor. Oh, jeez. That, that's the light indicating whether or not you can blow up the ship. <laughs> yeah, no, they never go completely. They still use a lot of the same model shots throughout the show. Okay. Uh, but Makes sense. When they, they use more and more CG as the show progresses, the, they did the same thing on DS9. Uh, yeah, CG was not quite so cheap or per- per- pervasive yet that they could... Now, by Enterprise, all of the ships yes. are CG. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. no, I, I remember that, and some of it like really sticking out like a sore thumb. Yes, because this was CG at this time doesn't quite look as good as, and if, honestly, because Enterprise was oh seven, Enterprise was oh one through oh five. Oh dang, it was that early. Oh dang. Yeah, and the CG looks like it doesn't look bad, but it doesn't yeah. look like a real thing. So I'd say it looks an awful lot like our other favorite star. Uh, star show from the early 2000s stargate where it's like it's that that cg that's what that is <laughs> yes now uh obviously i think my phone could render that scene better <laughs> things have progressed and if you look at the ships on 
Discovery, for instance. Dang. Yeah. Well, Discovery has some, like, straight-up big-screen quality mm-hmm. effects. I think a lot of it has to do, though, with, like, the whole, like, rise of, like, the prestige television, I guess that we're calling it, or, like, the sil- like golden age of television, mm-hmm. whatever, where it's no longer viewed as, like, slumming it to work in television. And that goes across the board from, like, actors to directors to anybody, like, anybody working anywhere on the television set, that it's, like, it's no longer, like, lesser than work effectively and 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 i think you know that shows everywhere like the the writing is better across the board the dialogue is better across the board the acting is better the effects are better and and the effects can also be chalked up to like cheap like how cheap it's gotten to do effects and everything but you know with lower cost means it's like oh well now we can do something twice as complicated in the same amount of time so let's do something twice as complicated so you still require like good artists but the effects of Discovery are, like, ridiculous and amazing. Yes. I would definitely agree with that. Uh, the same effects house that does the ships and things on Discovery also does the space scenes in The Expanse, which Ooh. are the same caliber. Oh, yeah. No, those are great. So our final uh, reply to uh, the question that we, sh- that we should have thrown out weeks ago instead of hours ago uh, is from... Perennial listener, frequent talker, <laughs> guest. That's the word, guest. <laughs> yes. Sorry. I, you know, my brain just failed there. Ben, that guy. You know Ben. Listeners should know Ben. And listeners should know that Ben's biggest concern is that we talk about Lieutenant Ayala. And on that note, thanks for listening to this week's episode. We will see you whenever it'll probably be a month or so uh just because as usual at the end of the season we're gonna take a break there's some real life things happening as well that may delay it but rest assured listeners we will be back Uh, yes i am moving pretty soon like a goodly distance so it's not just like across town or anything like i'm moving a goodly distance and i'm starting a new job so life's gonna be weird for a little bit but we will try to get ourselves back into your podcast player of choice as soon as humanly possible. Speaking of that podcast player of choice, please give us a review. Uh, You can find us in pretty much any podcast player out there. Uh, And uh, if you'd like us, then you might want to listen to us talking on our other podcast, Stargate Weekly. Thanks for listening this season. If you have any more notes or comments or replies or anything for us that don't have to do with uh, Lieutenant Ayala... You can find us on Twitter. I'm at Gamicus. I'm at Tyrannicus. You can follow the show at Delta Flyer Pod, and you can also reach us at our email address, DeltaFlyerPod at gmail.com. And that's our show. Yeah. Oh, man. Do you realize what we just did? When? We just did a lot of things. We both said runner-ups. Uh-oh. When, like, actually, not just in a joke, but actually it should be runners-up. Man, we are the worst podcast host. Nice. Glad this season's over.